The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. You know, money seems to be like uh, a topic that a lot of people don't necessarily want to talk about. And yet just yesterday, I got an email from a client that said, hey, uh, what do you do about money blocks, you know, from a shamanic perspective and on the soul level? Well, I think that everything is energy. And that like we are divinely inspired and the reality that we live in, the money, money is the energetic uh, transfer, I guess we would say. And that a lot of those blocks that we have are learned behaviors and things that we can shift and change. And we don't always know how to do that. My guest today, Dr. Jennifer Sincerac, N.D., uh, non-practicing. She's going to tell us exactly what that's all about because, of course, I want her to give our history. Um, she is all about how we can increase our own happiness, wealth, and success by spending and giving money, right? Did you hear that? Spending and giving money. She's going to tell us how that works. And uh, hopefully by the end of this conversation, you will be inspired to connect with Jen and really have a little bit of insight on how you can address your blocks, remove them, and know that on a spiritual level, you're entitled to that stuff too. So welcome to Soulful Living, Dr. Jen. Thank you so much, Terry. It's lovely to be here. Okay, so give the listeners a little bit of an idea of the non-practicing natural path. (laughs) <laughs> and how did you get to mindset shifting? Okay, so when I um, when I was deciding to become a naturopath, when I started my university career, I thought I was going to become a psychologist. So I started in the music therapy world, and I thought, great, I'll practice music therapy on the side while I become this really alternative um, psychologist, clinical psychologist. And then I got into my first year, hated the the first, you know, like psychology 101, 102, did not like music therapy, but I really, really enjoyed the, there's a little bit in psychology where you get to do some anatomy of the eye. And I was like, you know, I miss the sciences. Where's the Renaissance and only doing music. So, um, I, I left those and I switched into pre-med. So instead of becoming a very alternative psychologist, I became an alternative doctor, a naturopathic doctor who has a really mind based practice. So it was all going in the same direction. Just the title was a little bit different. 
And so, so you've got to still embrace the sciencey part of it and mm-hmm. then um, delve deep into the mindset piece. Absolutely. And then as a naturopath in Canada, I'm in Canada, you have to run your own business. There's, there aren't a lot of, you know, like residency positions or salaried positions. Like if you were to graduate as a, an MD, a medical doctor, and then you would work mm-hmm. at a hospital or run your own clinic. And, and still a lot of people don't know what a naturopath is. So you had to be an entrepreneur. And in my life and in the audience that I speak with, being an entrepreneur is one of the, it's one of the, um, most mindset block professions, I think that you can do because when you're your own boss, so many things sound like it would be lovely, but then you're constantly beating up on yourself. It's like being a golfer or any sort of sport where it's just you being your best and not competing against the other team. You can't blame your boss or the system or whatever. It's, it all comes back to you. So as I practiced longer and longer and came up with more and more of these mindsets, mindset issues of being an entrepreneur, especially after I had, I had a daughter three years later, had twin boys, total pandemonium and craziness for a handful of years when they were quite little, I realized, okay, I can't practice typically anymore. And the mindset stuff was so prevalent for me that I realized this is what I have to get back into. And while I was on maternity leave, I rediscovered a fun technique called EFT or emotional freedom technique. And that was it. I knew this is what I have to do. So that slowly merged into, um, a mindset, like a wealth success mindset practice. Well, and I'm sure that in merging the two, you have come up with some really amazing ways for people not to just, just shift their money mindset, but really to shift their life in general. Uh, but let's, let's kind of rewind a little bit, tell a little bit more depth on emotional freedom technique for those listening that aren't aren't aware of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I fell in love with it because in Canada, as a naturopath, you have to study acupuncture. You do all the hundreds of acupuncture points and you learn the Asian medicines. Um, so in this case, the person who invented it just sort of stole some of the acupuncture points, isn't actually doing acupuncture, but just lightly applying pressure to a handful of acupuncture points. So it's kind of like a psychological acupressure. So for me, I was like, great, I don't have to get a needle out and create a clean field and don't have to deal with the patient who is scared of needles or, oh my God, is this going to hurt? So instead, it's just like very lightly applying pressure with a tapping motion onto a handful of easy to reach pressure points on your body. And you combine that with some traditional cognitive behavioral techniques like exposure therapy. So you would think of something that's bothering you. So in this case, maybe it's a money block. And while you're talking about that, you're just lightly tapping on a handful of these pressure points. And there's some really juicy science behind it. Lots of uh, PhDs and researchers in psychology doing work around this. And we know that it changes like your genes, your epigenes. Uh, We know that it vastly drops your cortisol levels more than standard therapy does so much so that when the researcher who did this sent the blood work into the lab, they recalibrated their machines twice because they just had never seen a drop in cortisol over one hour of anything this much. It's really amazing. And so I've practiced acupressure myself. And when I was turned on to EFT, I don't know, maybe eight, 10 years ago, the shift in even my own sense of, um, experiencing 
acupressure and EFT was huge. And some of the things that I was able to release, it was really amazing for me. Most of what I've ever done, I started as a way to heal myself. And I like what you were saying about uh, entrepreneurs really kind of not knowing not having that boss or anybody else. So nobody's there to give them these positive affirmations or to give them insight on what they can release. So I think it's really awesome that you've found a way to combine both so that people can increase their, increase their um, sense of who they are and experiencing making more money in the world. Cause really that's, that's what it's about for many of us is we need to have a living in order to survive. We can't depend on somebody else. And when we feel those blocks and we have no idea what to do, uh, it's amazing to have some type of techniques available that we can help them shift. Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying earlier, Terry, you were talking about, you know, I'm sure that as people are working through their money blocks, it shifts their whole life. I happen to like to work with money and success blocks because this is where my my unofficial PhD is in because I had to go through so many and still do work through them all the time mm-hmm. in running my own business. But it doesn't really matter if you are entering in through health, let's say weight loss or through relationships or whatever the, the big thing is you feel like the theme that you're always struggling with in your life or maybe the past five or 10 years that you've been struggling with, whatever it is that you, that you enter in with, you're going to get to the core issues, whether you went in via weight or money issues or relationship issues or whatever it was. So yes, it does help benefit someone's entire life. And generally when I'm working with someone, they'll say like, yeah, like my income is doubles or things are going so much better at the office. Cause sometimes I work with corporate execs too. Things are going so much better at the office. But what's weird is that my marriage is so much better or my kids are telling me I'm such a much better parent now, et cetera, et cetera, because it's like doing meditation. It's not going to only affect one thing. Absolutely. It's all connected, right? It's all connected. And we have, uh, you know, on your website, you talk a little bit about the doubts that creep in and you mentioned that in a, in a way at the beginning of the conversation. And that happens in every aspect of our lives. You know, what was the political thing here in the U S it's the trickle down effect, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that's really what it is. It, it trickles down and it touches everything. You, you begin to feel better in one area of your life. And so it affects all areas of your life. Absolutely. And in the world of EFT, they like to talk about it. The guy who kind of founded the modern EFT, Gary Craig, he talks about it as though there's a tabletop and there are legs to that table. And maybe there's a hundred different things that happened in your life that made you believe the things you believe. But if you can just cut down those main table legs, the whole top will collapse. And Mm -hmm. so even if it's not specifically to do with your relationship, it is about money that you're working on or success or your business that you're working on, it still will help all of those things that are tied into it because our brains are processing many, 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 many thousands of bits of information every second. And only a small fraction of those are conscious. Most of them are happening more in our mammalian brain, you know, at an unconscious level. And so we don't have time to make 40,000 different file folders and neural connections for new things that are happening in every second. Mm-hmm. We just, we got to flow with the path that's already there. So if it somewhat mildly is related to something, 
great. It's just going to get filed in that category because our brains are really efficient and that's how it's (laughs) supposed to work. Well, one of the things that you mentioned on your website is your brain is mostly a relic of the past, past experiences that have taught you how to run your life, including how much money is okay for you to earn. Your money thermostat, which I thought was amazing, your money thermostat is set much too low and you likely don't even know it. Mm-hmm. I loved that terminology, that analogy of when I could see that thermostat in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's down to 60, which is way too cold for me. Right. I thought that was really wonderful. And um, one of the one of my favorite quotes is learn, unlearn relearn. And as I'm reading this, that's what I kept thinking. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're holding on to many beliefs and experiences from our past and we need to figure out how to let them go, including money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know what, no one's, a lot of people will make themselves wrong or bad or stupid or beat up on themselves Mm -hmm. because of this once they discover it, but you're not really any of those things. You're just a normal, smart, human being with a normal human brain. And I'm going to, here's the naturopath coming out a little bit, but when we're younger, we have, our brain waves are different than they are when we become older. So they're a little bit more like if we were about to fall asleep or be in a deep meditative state, that's where our brain waves are. So we're not really processing a lot of things logically the way that we do when we're in our typical wake cycles. Mm-hmm. We're processing them at a deeper level. And that's we're learning in a very subconscious way until you're like six or seven, but it's supposed to be that way because humans have like the biggest cortex of all animals anywhere. So this is because this is so that we can learn from our environment and our environment can form us. So a mammal doesn't have, you know, like the squiggly part of the top that you see, that's the cortex. That's the newest part of the brain. And it's the thing that does all the rational planning and, and has empathy. Um, but it's so huge that we can make all of these really complex connections to adapt to our environment. The problem is that it's also so big that we can make things happen in our body that aren't really happening in our environment. For instance, we can freak out and worry about the future and cause an entire chemical cascade and pharmacy in our body that doesn't need to happen because we, we're we not about to get in a car crash, for instance. We're just worried about that we might get in a car crash. Right. So when we're little, we form these really deep connections, which is great so that we can learn to be independent one day. We also have way more myelin production when we're little, which is the fatty part that wraps around connections that make them happen really quickly. That's why it turns into a super highway. So the fact that maybe you're stuck in your money thermostat way lower than you want to be, that's okay. That's just, that's just you and your past. Your brain is a relic of the past. And can we take it from here and start changing it and move into something else? And raise that thermostat. And what I'm getting from your work is that what you learn with these techniques is also something you can apply to every area of your life. You can use the same techniques to move through maybe maybe a relationship issue or um, you know communication. You can use these tools repetitively, not just once. Absolutely. I love that. Um, every now and then I have a client contact me and say, Oh, can I get in to see you? I have this big thing come up and sometimes it doesn't work out with our schedules. And I have to remind them like, it's okay. Just, 
just tap and rant. Let yourself, let yourself have this. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, I forgot I can do it myself. And it's, I used to preach this all the time when I was in practice that I want to help you, but in a preventative way, I don't want you to have to come back to me every two months for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. I want you to know how to know to take care of yourself. So I'm just there for like the little road bumps along the way. Um, so it's the same thing with this. In fact, one of my first clients when I was finally just doing mindset only, um, and not the naturopathy at the same time, uh, he said, well, I decided to use it on uh, a craving. Like I just decided to do a little bit of this for helping myself to not say drink so much or eat more healthily than I wanted to feel like I did when I was younger and more robust and healthy, et cetera. And he said, it really freaked me out. I'm scared now because I haven't been able to have more than one glass of wine. It just disgusts me. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And that's a pretty strong reaction for like one self medication, medication air quotes, but you can really help yourself like this. Yeah, it seems like it's a very worthwhile technique for a lot of people to incorporate into their lives. Okay, so um, listeners, again, I just want to remind you that I am talking with Dr. Jen Sensurek, ND. Uh, she is a non-practicing naturopathic doctor who focuses primarily on mindset techniques and removing money blocks. Uh, so, Jen, you said something a minute ago about clients. Uh, how do you work with your clients online, in person, a combination of both? If somebody's listening from in Australia, how do they work with you? Oh, we do work online. I do most of the work online, although every now and then I'll have someone local and we'll get together locally to work together. But I do kind of a blend of, I have training in other therapies as well, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners do. So when I was a naturopath, I was working at a clinic where a lot of people had car crashes. So then I started doing more trauma therapy because I obviously have a big interest in that. And so I studied Peter Levine's somatic experiencing. So sometimes that gets a little bit worked in, but I was trying to figure out how am I going to work in the somatic experiencing with the EFT? And I was trying to put it together. And then I stumbled upon once again, uh, a blend of EFT with something else called matrix re-imprinting, where you go into a memory and, or the field the matrix as they call it. And you speak to this other younger version of yourself and you get to tap with them. And so, so this is how I work with people. I do a lot of EFT mixed with the matrix re-imprinting. Sometimes some somatic experiencing comes in. And then every now and then I'll give like a really light kosher naturopathic thing. Like you might need to see someone for this or, hey, drink a little bit more water, something light like that where it's non-prescriptive. But yeah, that's how I work with people. And so when you work with them online, is it through Skype? Is it through Zoom? Mm -hmm. uh, Sometimes Skype. Yeah, sometimes Skype, sometimes Zoom, uh, just depending on what what they're comfortable with. But yeah, we do face to face and we're looking at each other and having a conversation and we're tapping while we're looking at each other. And is it something that they can record if they have that capability so that they can revert back to it and, um, and practice? Yeah. Uh, some practitioners do that. I've been working with someone for a couple of years and she always records for me. I send people a summary the week later. So we usually work every other week with each other for a few months. And I send people a little reminder the week after, uh, just to jog their memory. And then sometimes though, I will uh, record them their own little meditation to go along with the re-imprint that we did with the matrix. So yeah, lots of fun little extras. 
Love that. Love that. Well, and you have something else coming up in the, in the next few weeks, and it's something that you have offered before, I think, the 21-Day Money Mindset Blueprint Summit, right? Um, or the, the Money Mindset Summit? Oh, so two different things. I do a summit, a money mindset summit. I did my first one last year, which was fantastic. It was hundred percent for charity. Um, and we're going to do one again next year. So that's the summit. But then aside from that, I have a 21 day blueprints, kind of like a 21 day challenge that you do. And, um, you purchase a program. It's very low cost. I decided to go like Udemy and make it a Udemy price. So it's $20 Canadian. You buy the program and then for 21 days, you get an email with an audio in it. So either it's a tap along or it's a meditation and every day or every other day we do a new topic. So I think day one is uh, I'd have to work. So you, we make a really big money goal and then wait for all of the blocks to come up and then we start working through them. So the first one is I'd have to work really hard. So we do some really beautiful tapping on that. And then the next day we do like a change your life transition um, meditation around it. And then the next day we move on to the next block. Maybe that one is having this money that I want would make me, could I still be spiritual? Would I be corrupt? And then we do some tapping on that. And then the next day meditation and so on and mm. so forth. Mm -hmm. I'm redoing it myself. And all of these really interesting things are coming up. I'm having so much fun. I remember in a conversation, uh, listening to a conversation that uh, we're in in another group and you saying something like that, you know, that I'm I'm redoing my mindset blueprint and I'm really finding some things come up. So I think it's really cool that that you practice what you preach, right, that you really put yourself into what you're doing. And tell me about the summit. Um is that something that's going to be relaunched or is that something mm -hmm. that people can purchase now? Oh, that's yeah, that's true. Okay. So there's two ways to do this. One is, so I'm planning next year's summit, which will be June of 2019. So we've got a few months there, but mm -hmm. I still have last year's summit. Um, and everything, every penny goes toward our charity, which this year was a Canadian charity called uh, world teacher aid or village impact. And they build schools in remote areas of Kenya where whole communities have been displaced by the government. Mm. And then they build schools for the community. So very, very cool. So um, there are, I think, 13 interviews, like from Bruce Lipton to the people in this charity to all of these really interesting tapping people and a handful of psychologists, behavioral economists, everything to do about money. Super interesting. Of, of course, I'm saying this because I love it, but everyone has such a great perspective. There's a ton of activities and transformational activities within each interview. And um, even months later, I had someone who was following me inside of a Facebook group that we have for this. And she was saying, I'm sorry, I never listened to your podcast, Jen, because I've just been re-listening to the summit and continuing to tap. And I want to say I had my first month ever where I hit my ultimate monthly income goal. And this wow. was like two or three months later. So wow. how rewarding is that? So those things are all available. It's the, it's moneymindsetsummit.com. We'll get you to that moneymindsetsummit.com slash donate. So that if you want to donate to get the recordings from last year and the challenge is moneymindsetsummit.com slash 21. So those are the things that I'm doing right now. And I'm in love with them. And they're really juicy and empowering and inspiring to me. 
Well, and they will all be available on the page here at Soulful Living listeners. So I'm looking at the moneymindsetsummit.com and man, some of the guests on there are amazing. I'm sure they all are. There's only a couple that I've um, actually heard of because it, it, EFT is a newer thing to me uh, since talking with you more so even. Um, but I loved your topic and I actually talked about it at the beginning, how to increase happiness, wealth and success by spending and giving money with current research. I love that piece of you. I love that you bring in the scientific data to support how these tools can really work in your life. And I think that that's really something people want to be in a place of a mindset of being able to spend and give and still step into their own success. Yeah, there's a day on the summit. I think it's day 11. Uh, there were a couple of researchers that I just couldn't get to be on the summit. So instead I presented their research. They have a fantastic book called Happy Money. And that's all about how to spend money in ways that are researched. And then there's stories to support it that help you to be happier. So for instance, very interesting. Once the average household income, at least in North America is making 75 K or more, there Mm -hmm. is no increase in happiness. Very, very interesting. Also with housing, everyone wants to buy the dream house. But um, once your standards, your typical standard things to survive are met, your creature comforts are met, having the pool, having the bigger house, it doesn't make you happier. Having the nicer car doesn't make you happier. What does is experiences. So interesting, but again, like studied over and over and over again. Uh, and I totally relate to that. I mean, I, I mean, I can understand that. I can see where uh, that really takes place. I remember in a, my first econ class and the teacher was talking about supply and demand. And he said, once you get your supply, your demand really doesn't exist anymore. You know, he said, once you get it, it's like tasting the chocolate with the first bite. Then all of a sudden the talk chocolate doesn't taste as good. I'm not quite sure about that because I happen to love chocolate regardless of the bite, (laughs) but I got the concept, right? I totally understood that concept of once you get to a certain point, there's not much more that's really going to make you happy. And I mean, as you know, with your work, it's about your mindset too. So it's experience and mindset, right? Um, Okay. So we're down to the wire here. We have just a minute left. And I love for my guests to leave the listeners with something they can take out into their day to elevate their soul, you know, raise their vibration. What would that be for you? Okay. I always ask my guests what their favorite quote is. So I'm going to give you my current favorite quote, which is by Toba Bett. And it is, you are the fairy tale told by your ancestors. Mm. So you can take, whether it's a past life thing, your ancestral stuff, stuff from your earlier, younger days in this life, you can take that and change that. And it's not just um, something that we talk about in energy medicine, but now we talk about it in science. So like the worlds have bridged and you have this and you can use tools like EFT or the thing that you love and you know works and change your life, not just for you, but for everyone who's coming after you and for all the people on the world right now. So as you change your energy, you're changing it for everyone else. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for joining me here today. This was such a great conversation and I hope that we can uh, continue the conversation another time and jump back in and get into some more depth. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Terry. 
Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.